leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Good day. I hope you had a good New Year's and we are all ready with new energy to start our work with the New Year. I have been to Costa Rica and uh, with my son for surfing and I caught a cold. So if I cough through this session, I apologize in advance and I hope it's not going to interfere with the presentation and with the subject I want to discuss with you today. Let me summarize what I said in the last session, last broadcast. So we can pick up the pieces from there and continue, because they're all interrelated. Each broadcast here should stand on its own, but it should be related to some others, so there is a continuity of the message. And what I said before was, whenever there is change, there are problems. And why are there problems? Because change means something new has happened. And we have to address, we have to handle that new thing. And that means that we have to decide what to do. And then we have to go and implement whatever we decided. To decide what to do when there is uncertainty, because it's something new, requires energy. We don't know what to do. That's why we say we have a problem. And to implement the decision can be risky. Why? Because we might lose more than we can gain. There is uncertainty and there is risk. Whenever there is change. That is why we say we have a problem. Change causes problems. And making the decision and implementing the solution, that is what's called management. That is to manage. You have to decide and you have to implement in solving problems. If there were no problems, there would be no management. There's nothing to do. You actually don't have to manage to go to the bathroom unless you're sick then you have a problem, because you have to decide what to do. Well, then we went from there on to say, okay, how do we decide? How do we make good decisions? Because how well we manage, how well we solve problems, is a function, depends on how good are the decisions that we make, how effective are our decisions, and how, with minimum wasted energy, we implement them, which means how efficient is the implementation, how effective is the decision, and how efficient is the implementation. 
So we then address the question of how to make effective decisions, how to make good decisions. And in the last, last, last session, I covered that a good decision is evaluated by the results it produces. If it produces the desired results, then it was a good decision. If it produces the wrong results, unexpected results, undesirable results, whoops, it was a bad decision. We made a mistake, right? So now we have to decide what is the desired result. What do we want out of our decisions? And I already said that if the decision, we're talking about managing of organizations right now, right? But it could also apply to personal life. It can apply to managing of a country as well, of any system, whether it's for profit, not for profit, any size, anywhere in the world. <coughs> so a decision is good if it produces the desired results. And what are the desired results? that the organization is effective, efficient in the short run, effective and efficient in the short run, and effective and efficient in the long run. What does it mean? If it produces the results for which the organization exists, that's what it means, effective. And if it does it with minimum wasted energy or resources, now and forever, it's a very well-managed organization, right? There is nothing missing. And as you can see, this definition of what is a good decision as a part of a good management is value-free. Whether you are managing, God forbid, a prison or a camp or whatever, or a or the order of Maria Teresa, the same thing applies. You have to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run, in any industry, any culture, with any purpose. Now we proceed. We covered it last time. I'm just summarizing now the last three sessions. What does it mean to be effective? What does it mean to be effective? Well, we already said, if it produces the desired results. And we already covered in the last five minutes of the last session that everything has a purpose. That is the P role. There are four roles that make the organization to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. And the P role makes the organization effective. It's like a vitamin. Vitamin P will make the organization to be effective. And what does the letter P stand for? Purpose. If the organization fulfills its purpose. And what is that purpose? I already told you, look at the pen you're writing with. It has a purpose to write. If it does not write, it does not fulfill the purpose. The glass is holding water. Does it fulfill the purpose? Yes, because it does not leak. And the light over your head fulfills its purpose because you can see. 
And there is a common denominator. And I promised you that I will cover what the common denominator is in this session. And I already said there is a purpose for you too. Everything in this world has a purpose. And what is the common denominator? To serve something else. The pen does not exist for itself. It exists for you to be able to write. The light does not exist for itself. It's, it's there to lit whoever needs to see. The glass holds water for whoever needs to hold water. Look at your own body. Your heart does not exist for itself. It exists to pump the blood for the rest of the body. The lungs to bring oxygen to the rest of the body. The only part of the body, God forbid you have it, that does not serve anybody but itself is called cancer. It serves death. For life, you have to serve someone else. The day you stop serving somebody else, you become cancerous. And some people in companies are cancerous. They are there to take. They're called takers. They don't give. They take. God forbid you raise children that are takers. Some governments are takers. To be effective, to be effective, to fulfill your purpose, you have to ask yourself, not why do I exist? The word why does not focus you well. Ask yourself the question, use the synonym for the word why. The synonym for the word, word why is the word what for, in all languages, by the way, in all languages. What for do I exist? What for? And that will focus you on for whom do you exist. When I do consulting to companies, one of the first exercises, I lift my hands like a preacher and I ask, who will cry if you die? Who cares? Who needs you? For whom do you exist? Why was this company put together? And the typical mistake, typical mistake, is to say it's for profits. We exist for our stockholders. That's the beginning of capitalism, which is now in trouble. And for a good reason, it's in trouble. Because when you are existing only for profits, you will exploit your market rather than serve your market. The purpose should be serve your market profitably. You see what I did? It's not a play with words. I'm not playing with words. I'm saying your focus should be on your customers. That's what made Apple computers so successful. Read what Steve Jobs always said. 
We are here for our customers to change the world, to make our customers more effective, better, happier. And you know what really drove him? The word love. He loved his customers. He loved his developers. He was there to make them successful. And they loved him in return. And paid for the products. And came in hordes to buy the product. If you do not love your customers for whom you exist, you're not fulfilling the purpose for your exist. You want to be a parent? You better love your children. You want to be a family? You better love your spouse. You want to be happy in the country you live in? You better love the country you live in. See what the driving force here is? For whom? And you better be passionate about it. Or you're going through life quite miserably unhappy. What fills your life? What fulfills your life? What makes you get up in the morning? It's not what, it is for whom, for what. Remember, not what, but for what, for whom. And by the way, this role, the P role, fulfilling the purpose to provide for the needs of your clients, does not only apply to the business world. It applies to any management of any organization or any department within the organization. That's why I did not use the word customer, but I used the word client. Everybody to be effective should have clients. For whom do you exist? For what do you exist? If you are a sales department, your clients are your customers. That's good. How about production? Well, maybe your clients are the sales department. You should listen to what the sales department needs so they can satisfy their customers. And you're managing an accounting department who are your clients. Please, it's not just the IRS, not only the tax authorities, not only the stockholders. So who are your clients? Whoever needs information. And if you're human, what's that? But why, why didn't you send me a, 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 a... You did send a message? Híjole, I did not see anything. Oh, so what should I do now? Finishing. So, everybody, every manager, as a matter of fact, in my opinion, every human being should have a purpose, and the purpose is to serve something else and not itself alone. And it can be measured. It can be verified. How? After our break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS management methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. The ADESIS Speakers Bureau can present the ADESIS methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two-, four-, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. How do you know whether you are effective? You, you, you might be, you know, your, your intentions are good. You are trying to do your best. You are trying to serve. But how do you know that you are successful? It can be measured. Let's take the business world, and you will see that it's measured in the business world. How do you know if your customers, your clients, now let's start with customers, it's easier. If the customers are happy, I beg you, don't tell me that you're going to give them a questionnaire. Please, no questionnaires, guys. I claim that the best marketing research is done with dog food. Why? <laughs> because you cannot interview dogs, thanks God. So how do you know if they're happy? If they're eating it. If they eat it, they're happy. If they don't eat it, they're not happy. Same thing with customers. If they're buying, they're happy. If they're not buying, all the questionnaires are useless. Watch out the buying pattern. But that's not a good measurement either. Because a sucker is born every day. Somebody will buy. If you make the price low enough, somebody will buy. So how do you know? Well, how do you know if a restaurant is going to succeed? Very good measurement. If the customers are coming back, that's what it is. If you have a restaurant and the customers come once and never again, how long will this restaurant exist? Unless it is in an airport that you don't have any. But even then you have a brand loyalty. People come in because they recognize the brand. So the answer is repeat sales. Are they coming back? 
because people are like animals, and animals go to a water hole. Have you ever seen an animal go to a dry water hole? What the hell is he doing there? People go to where the needs get satisfied. And if the needs are being satisfied, they will come back and back and back. That's what brand loyalty is all about. Brand loyalty is not a function of how beautiful is your logo. It is, are you satisfying client needs? Then they will come back, like in a restaurant, and like in a marriage. Why am I talking marriage now? Because it is an organization too. But it's a more complicated organization. What should you do if you're a business organization and you have a monopoly? And the people must come back, because you're the only one providing that service. How do you know that you're effective? That's a little bit more difficult. But it's doable. How? By being honest. Really honest. Close your eyes, take a deep breath. Look into your heart and ask yourself, if they had a choice, would they come back? If I was in their shoes, would I come back? If your wife or husband had a choice, would they stay in this marriage? If you're honest with yourself, you'll get the answer. If you were in their shoes, would you stay in this marriage? And if the answer is no, then your marriage is not fulfilling the needs of the partners. If the answer is yes, then it's fulfilling the needs. As simple as that. And it also applies to a country, you know. During the communist era, it was very easy to get into Russia, but you could not get out. There were wall, machine guns. You could not get out. And thousands of people put their life in danger, at risk, trying to escape, to get out. And in the United States, getting in is very difficult. Getting out is very simple. In Russia, communist era, getting in was very simple. Getting out was impossible. What does it tell you? Well, how many people want to join your organization versus how many people, if they had the possibility, would love to leave your organization? That tells you how effective is your organization. How many people would love to change buying your service versus how many people are banging at your door, begging to get in to get your service? That is your measurement of success or of failure. So being effective is very important, you see that? Because from that, everything starts. 
from that, that is the beginning point. After that, everything else is a commentary. Are you fulfilling the purpose for your existence? Are you providing the present need of your customers, of your clients? And everybody has a client. By the way, not just every manager, every human being has a client. And if you want to be religious about it, every organic part of this world, trees, have a client. But being effective is not good enough. You need now to also be efficient in the short run. How are you going to be efficient in the short run? Well, you have to see to it that the right things are done at the right sequence, at the right order, with the right intensity. In other words, there is a system. Somebody took the time and made the effort to think it through so that whenever you need to wheel something around, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There is a wheel. Or may I use a personal example, whenever I get a new gadget, I try to activate it, and I try this and I try that, and, I, and my son looks at me and says, Daddy, there is a manual. Read the manual. There is a system. In companies, it's called standard operating procedures, standard operating policies. Here is how we do things. That saves you time because you don't have to invent everything from the beginning. You don't have to go through trial and error. You don't have to even learn. Just read and follow. Learn means trial and error. Do it this way, that way, this way, that way, until you learn it. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. It is already have been studied before you, and now they, it has been chewed for you, all you need to do is swallow. Now please pay attention to something very important. In order to fulfill the purpose of your existence, you have to know the needs of your clients. How do you do that, by the way? How do you do that? Trial and error. Because your clients do not always know what they want. As a matter of fact, let me make a strong statement here. They do not know what they want. They know what they do not want. Do you hear me? They will tell you what they do not want, but they cannot tell you what they want. When you go to buy a car, you would not go window shopping if you knew what you want. You'll say, I want this color, this size, this blah, blah, whatever it is. So why do you go window shopping? Why are you looking around? Whether it's in magazines or whether it is in the display rooms or even looking at cars on the road. Why are you looking? Because you're looking what it is that you want by identifying what you don't want. I don't want this, I don't want that. Ah, I think I want that. You see what happened here? Trial and error. 
That's why you also go into dating. Why don't you find your wife right away? Why are you dating around? Because you're trying to find out what it is that you want. So if you want to fulfill your purpose to serve, to serve your clients, you have to go through trial and error and say, would you like this? How about that? Would you like this? Would you like this? Would you like that? Try it several times. Don't get upset and say, how come you don't know what you want? Tell me what you want and I will give you what you want. <laughs> I wish the client would know. They don't know. They only know what they don't want. Until they see something and say, aha, that's what I want. Trial and error. So in order for you to be effective manager, which means produce the results, provide the expected needs, present needs, present needs, you have to be focused on the client, client focus, and be doing trial and errors. How about this? How about this? Would you like this? Would you like that? Okay. Try several things, like a good waiter in a good restaurant. What would you like, sir? Well, let me recommend to you. How about this? How about that? Would you like meat? Would you like fish? What would you like? You see what's happening here? And then, being client-focused is not good enough. You have to be determined. The psychology is called achievement-oriented. A person that does not rest until the deal is done. Stick to it like a bulldog. You don't let go until you win. You don't let the client off the hook until the client bites. And signs from the purchase order. These are the characteristics necessary of a manager in order to fulfill the P role, which is to produce results, to provide expected needs. What are the characteristics necessary for making the organization efficient? You need to be organized. You have to be linear thinker. Think details. Think systemically. What comes after what? What makes sense? How will we organize? Very detail-oriented and very organized. Totally different thinking process. Different characteristics that the person that fulfills the payroll. Let's continue. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. 
Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. So, in order for organization to be well managed, to solve problems that stem from change, you need to make good decisions and implement them. In order to make good decisions, it needs to fulfill four roles. And these four roles will make the organization to be effective and efficient in the short, long, short and long term. So far we covered the two roles that make the organization effective and efficient. To provide the present needs of the clients, that's the P role, on the word produce or provide, and administration, which is the A role, which makes the organization to be efficient in the, long, in the short term. Now let me ask you a question. Can an organization be effective and not efficient? Sure. <laughs> it's an obvious answer. It does its job, but in the most screwy way, instead of going in a straight line between two points, it goes around and around and around and around. You can waste a lot of energy unnecessarily. These are the organizations that the sales are going up, profits are going down. And the more they sell, the more they lose money because they're doing it wrong. They don't even know how much they're spending to produce good results. So you could be effective and not efficient. Now let me ask you another question. Can you be efficient and not effective? You see, if you're an engineer, you probably will have a problem here. You will say, no, 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 how can I be efficient and not effective? Because efficiency is measured of how, how effective am I? No, 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 my friend. You can be efficient and not effective. Take an example of playing tennis. The purpose of playing tennis is to win the game. Wonderful. That is like profit. If you're effective and efficient in the short and in the long run, eventually you will win. Eventually you will be profitable. So profit, like winning of a game, are the results of playing well. Profits are the result of managing well. 
And winning a game is a result of playing well. Now, to play well, what do I need to do? We are playing tennis. I have to hit the ball over the opponent's net. Over the net into the opponent's field. Wonderful. That's being effective. But I could do it inefficiently. My my body moves are wrong. I'm running incorrectly. I don't handle my hands right. I don't handle my body right. My feet are in the wrong place. And what happens? I'm getting tired very, very, very fast. In order to be efficient with my energy playing tennis, I have to program myself. That is the A role. So that I move the body correctly. That's why you train and you repeat and you train and you train and you train and you train until your body uses the most the energy most efficiently in hitting the ball. So you could be effective and not efficient. You're not moving your body correctly. Now, could you be efficient and not effective? Sure. You move your body very well, but you don't hit the ball. How could that happen? Oh, it is like a joke. It is how it can happen. You trained, you know exactly how to move your body, and now you tell to the opponent, bring me the ball here on the left side, because that's where I'm most efficient. And if the ball is on the right side, when you're not that efficient because your body already moved to the left, you let the ball pass. By the way, what is it called in business world? This is called bureaucracy. They do by the standard operating procedures, standard operating policies, everything is organized. But the client needs are not being fulfilled. How could that happen? They changed. They moved. And whatever system we designed is already obsolete, but we still go through the motions. So it's very efficient, ineffective. Oops, 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 I want to tell you something. Listen to me. This is very important what I'm going to tell you now. How long does it take to train you to move your body correctly? How long does it take to design the administrative system in a company to instill the discipline, to get it organized so everybody does what he's supposed to do correctly so there is no waste of energy? Is it easy or is it, you know, it takes some energy, it takes some time. And it's not that easy, right? So it takes time. And how fast do the client needs change in today's world? Oops, much faster. So what's happening? You train your body to hit the ball on the left. By the time you do it perfectly on the left, what's happening? The ball is on the right. Now you turn around to hit the ball on the right correctly. Where is the ball now? Back on the left. So what's happening? The higher is the rate of change, the higher is the probability that your company will become bureaucratized. It will be accused of being bureaucratic. What does it mean? The systems are not up to date to the needs of the client. 
Ooh, what do we do now? What do we do now? How do we not become bureaucratized in a changing environment when the client needs are changing very rapidly? That's what Steve Jobs said in one of his writings. His advantage was that he could come with a new product much faster than his competitors. By the time Microsoft copied his, whatever the hell was it they were copying there, I think Windows or something, he was already into something else. It took them too long to adapt to change. So how do I now handle this so I don't become bureaucratized? Well, let's go back to the analogy of playing tennis. When you hit the ball on the left, it's better to be effective, than, more effective than just more efficient. So you, it's better to be effective and less efficient than being more efficient and ineffective, right? But let's assume it did hit the ball. What do you do now? A good player, as he, he, he or she, is hitting the ball, they're thinking already, thinking at the same time, where the next ball is going to come. So they hit the ball and immediately run to the center of the court, or wherever they think the next ball is going to be. And look at the players. They're not standing there. They're constantly moving their body back and forth. They're on the, on the top of their toes. They're ready for the next ball. The same thing is true for a company. In order to be effective in the long run, so you don't become bureaucratized, so that your A role does not take over the P role and start suffocating the company, you must think about the future. You have to think where the next ball is going to come. And what is the next ball analogy-wise? What is the next generation of needs? What is the next generation of needs? What are the next customers wanting? Whether it's a new client or the old clients with new needs. What is the same thing? What is the new demand <coughs> going to be? Or where is it going to come from? Why do you need that? So that you can prepare for it. Planning is not to decide what we are going to do tomorrow. That's called dreaming. Planning is deciding what we are going to do today in preparing for the anticipated day of tomorrow. So when tomorrow arrives, we are ready. That's why you run on the court to where you believe the ball is going to come. And when the ball arrives, you are there to hit it back. But in order to predict, to prepare yourself for the next generation of needs, to prepare yourself to hit the next ball in the tennis game, what do you need? Now you need new characteristics. For the P role, you need it to be client-oriented, focused, present, needs, focus, present, need, focus. And to be determined not to let go until the client is happy. For the A role, you need to be organized, systematic, thorough, detail-oriented, very logical. 
But for this role of long-term effectiveness, to be ready to deal with the next generation of needs or, or of demand, you need, first of all, to be creative. Why creative? What does it mean to be creative? It means that you can imagine the future. Because in order for you to act today, preparing for tomorrow, you have to imagine what that tomorrow will look like. You have to imagine. Imagine means you have to be creative. It's not given to you. By the way, it's not given to you. You have to... And what does it mean to be creative, by the way? To be creative is like the capability to see what's going on in front of you, although there is fog. When there is fog, you see pieces of information. You don't see everything. The fog is moving. You see a big ear. You see a big leg and some kind of a big worm-like thing. And you put the information together, feel in your head the holes in the pattern. And you say, aha, there is an elephant there. You see what happened here? You did not see an elephant. You saw a big ear, a worm-like nose, and a big leg. And you feel the information in your head that is missing, and you saw the total picture. That is creative. Creative people take information which is limited, incomplete, and make out of it a total picture, which might be wrong, by the way. It might be a mamuta and not an elephant. I don't know. But they imagine what the totality is by adding information of their own through the creativity. <coughs> Same thing in the tennis match. You do not know what the opponent is going to do. <coughs> but you imagine. <coughs> you imagine. Being creative, imagining is necessary but not sufficient. Why? You imagine that the ball is going to come on your right. And you go there. And you're ready. And what actually happened? The ball was on the left. Aha. There is risk. So are you willing to take risk? Some people are imaginative, but they're not willing to take risk. These are called consultants. Let me tell you what's going to happen, but you take the risk. Hmm? In order to be proactive, not reactive, not standing there in the court and saying, I'm not going to do anything, until the next ball lands. Then I'm going to go and hit it. This is going to this is called reactive. Adapting to a changing environment. Please don't adapt to a changing environment. Proact, not adapt. Proact. Because if you try to adapt, by the time you go to hit the ball that already landed, it's too late. You're all the time chasing the past in the future. Too late. You need to proact. Imagine the future and take risk in preparing yourself for that, for that future. That is called to be entrepreneurial. And that is the E role now. The E role makes you effective in the long run if you do it well.
if you do it well. You might have, you, you know, you might not win every one of these balls. You might not win everything you predict. But it's better to be approximately right than precisely wrong. And what is precisely wrong? To do nothing. To wait until the future arrives and do something about it. By that time, it's too late. You are driving forward, looking at the rear mirror. You are going to hit a tree sooner or later. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Topleaf, visit www.adesis.com. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. What will make you efficient in the long run? In order to manage well, you need to make good decisions. In order to make good decisions, you have to produce the desired results, which are to make the organization effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. We covered what we need for the effectiveness. You have to focus on your clients. You have to focus on their needs. How? By trial and error until they're happy. It's like feeding children. Would you like this? Would you like that? Come on, try it. Taste it. See it. See what's happening? It's good parenting. You have to try things out. And you measure it by, are they coming back? Are they coming back? Would they come back? And if you have monopoly, you have to be honest with yourself. 
If they had a choice, would they come back? Would they stay with you? And for efficiency in the short run, you have to see to it that the right things happen at the right order, at the right sequence. It has to be pre-programmed. It has to be organized, systematized. And then discipline, that we don't deviate from the plan. What do you need for long-term effectiveness? You have to be proactive. You have to visualize the future. And then you have to prepare in the present for that forthcoming future. So when the future arrives, you are already ready to address it, to satisfy it. And what future are we talking about? Future needs, future clients, future markets. Because what does the word market really mean? Needs. A pattern of needs. There is no market without needs. If there are no needs, there are no market. Market is not a list of addresses or telephone numbers or email addresses of your customers. It is their needs. And if they're coming back, it means that their needs are being satisfied. That's what we call brand loyalty. Are they coming back? Like in a restaurant, are they coming back? I always ask the clients, uh, my customers, what percentage of your sales are repetitive sales? And it is very low number, we are in trouble, aren't we? Like in a restaurant, we are in trouble. So we need the P and the A and the E role to be effective and efficient in the short run and then effective in the long run. But what do we need in order to be efficient in the long run? This is a long session. It's a long broadcast, which I'm not going to cover now because we are at the end of this broadcast. I'm going to cover it next week. But I do want to tell you something else about the E-role, the entrepreneurial role, the proactive role, preparing the organization today for tomorrow. I already told you that planning is not deciding what to do tomorrow. That I call dreaming. You know why? Because the human mind is like a computer. Computers take you literally. They don't know jokes. You cannot put a, a code in the computer and they say, I did not mean it. Ha, 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 ha. They take you literally. You know what? We designed the computer to be like our mind. Our mind also takes us literally. You have to be very careful what you think. You have to be very careful what you think. If you think, oh my God, I'm dying. Do you know what your body does? Starts releasing all kinds of chemicals in the body because it takes you literally. You are dying. I, may I recommend to you something? Never say that. Always say, I am living. I love life. 
your body takes you literally. We can even measure your sweat and how your body reacts when you say, I'm dying. The same thing when you plan. If you say, now let's take it in personal life. It's easier to see that in personal life. I am going to start a diet tomorrow. You know what happens? Your body listens to you literally. Your, your mind is literal. Next morning you wake up. Your mind asks you, quote unquote, is today tomorrow? No. So forget it. There is no, you will never start on a diet. Because today is not tomorrow. There is a rest, there is a bar in Amsterdam that has a big sign on the wall. It says, free drinks tomorrow. They have never served a drink yet. A free drink yet. Whenever people come here and say, no, what is the free drink? He says, well, it's tomorrow. Planning is what are you going to do today in light of what you anticipate tomorrow to be. It's always today. Don't postpone it. Don't postpone it. You want peace? Start it today. You want to be happy? Start it today. Let me give you a, 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 a religious note here, by the way. You know what the name of God is? Y-E-H-O-V-A-H, right? Do you know what it means? I will tell you what it means. Y in the letter, in the Hebrew language, means in the future. H-O-V-H-E means present. The name of God is, God is, make your future today. You hear that? Make your future today. Don't say tomorrow I will be happy. Don't say I will be happy when in the future I make so much money or whatever, when I get divorced or when I get married. It has to be today. There is nothing else but today. There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow is eventually going to be today. And there is no yesterday. It doesn't exist anymore. So what are you going to do today in your company in preparing for tomorrow, for the future, when the future has not arrived yet? You have to be imaginative, you have to be creative, what the future will look like, what the needs will be, and you have to take the risk in preparing today for tomorrow because it might not exactly happen what you planned. And you must be willing to do that. I think it's enough for today. I wish you well and see you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.